0: Hey, this is Mike Brake, the lead pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. Just want to say thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today. I hope you feel encouraged and I hope you feel inspired today to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Hey, amen, amen, amen. I I want to declare. Let's declare victory today, Freedom Church. Let's live in victory today. That is, that is the promise of God in our life that we are victorious. And some of you guys, you're going to regret having me, like, I've never had anyone tell me, hey, Mike, you need to get a little bit louder. We're working on the technical issues, but it's about to get loud. Let's get excited today because we live in victory. We have that promise. And I, I don't know who this message is going to be for, Last night, I kind of shared about this a little bit on Freedom Online. Last night, I was, um, I was uh, up all night, <laughs> and God was just speaking to me about this message and just saying, hey, I got some things I want to share with you um, in, in the message today. And so with that, um, sorry, we're working on some technical uh, issues here on, on sound levels. So it's kind of... Um, echoing back here so hopefully that you're not catching any of that but all that to say when God keeps me up at night that lets me know he wants to speak to someone today and all I and there is part of that in what he wants to speak to you today like it may just be for you like if you were the only one that he wanted to share a message with today that's quite all right because he, he may just want, he like, hey, I have this message specifically designed for you. And, and so whoever you are, you kept me up last night, let's go. Let's open up our hearts to hear from God because I think there's something of victory. There's a great message that God wants in us today. Let's kick it off like this. Let's kick it off like this. Who in the chat, who would be a, uh, and when it comes to vacation planning, who's the planner? All right, so you can just say, "Hey, I'm the planner." You can put that in the chat. Or who is the free spirit in, in in the room? Like when you when you go traveling somewhere, you, I don't even know how you make it to your destination. Somehow, all your bags get packed, and they make it on the plane. And I know we're not in a traveling season right now, but for me, I'm the planner. This season, when you try to plan something, just drives me nuts because I can't plan anything. And, and so there's a lot, of, a lot of change. You plan for something and change happens and it throws you off course. I cannot handle change very well. And so um, I remember a trip that my wife and I went on. We went on, on a vacation um, uh, early on in, in marriage. We like to go on trips We just celebrated our 16th wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary, babe. I love you. We had a great time. We went rock climbing together over over the past uh, couple days. But we went on vacation, and we went to Fort Lauderdale, and we were going to go on a cruise. And the cruise was the next day, so I had gotten everything planned out. We were going to land at the hotel, and then we were going to uh, get a rental car, stay at a hotel, and then go to the cruise the next day. Everything was planned out, except when we landed that night at Fort Lauderdale Airport, and I called the hotel, and I I got a, a shuttle. And I called the shuttle. I said, hey, we've we landed. We're ready for the shuttle to take us to our hotel. Everything was planned out. This is pre-Siri day. So, you know, you, you still kind of had to print some things out and get all your confirmation numbers right, all that sort of stuff. So I had it all planned out. And then the, the shuttle guy's like, uh, we don't do shuttles to the airport. We're over an hour away. And, and so I started to hyperventilate. I started to, to panic a little bit and get a little bit frustrated, get a little bit huffy. And I started to, to have a meltdown because all of my plans didn't work out the way I thought they should go. And what my wife, she's, she's awesome. She's just like, well, just rent a car and let's drive. Like big whoop, like small change, small potatoes, let's go. Apparently, I don't remember everything from that trip, but apparently that trip, that vacation on that cruise that week didn't go much better. Because on our way home, as we were getting into the Fort Lauderdale airport to fly back home, my wife looks at me, and I love my wife. She can just tell it like it is, but she looks me right in the eye. She says, I love you. I want to go on vacations with you. But if you are like that again, we, I will go on vacation, she said. I will go, but you will not. You will stay home. I won't want to go on another vacation with you if you're going to be like that. I don't know if you're a planner in the room and you don't deal well with with." changing plans i don't and so i want to talk to you about the purpose of change today i want to talk to you about the purpose of change there's a verse in proverbs that says we make our plans we can make our plans but the lord determines our steps i don't we're in a season of change we're in a season of transition and for a lot of us this is very frustrating we can lose focus of our priorities in a season of uncertainty, and a season of change. I lost focus of that, the priority in that trip. And I was all about the plans and everything just being in order. And I missed out on the relationship that I should have been having on that vacation, having a conversation with my wife. And so many of us, we can struggle during this time. I want to talk about the plans, the purpose of change And we're going to look at Joshua chapter 2. Last week we looked at Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to actually read through all of Joshua chapter 2. So hang with me. Matt's got the verses up on the screen here, and I want to read this to you, and then we're going to talk about this together because there's, there's some great things that we can learn in this. Yeah, Michelle, I can see some of your guys' uh, – I can see on here on my phone some of your, your comments. I hate when plans change. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and, Scott, I, I just I'm – I'm jumping in in the middle of a conversation. That's funny. Um, let's read Joshua chapter 2. It says, Then Joshua – secretly sent out spies, two spies. Now, pause right there, because 40 years earlier, Joshua was on a spy mission into the promised land. They were promised this land, but he went with 12 spies. Moses sent 12 spies. Two came back with a good report. Ten came back with a report saying, we can't do it. They got distracted by the change. They missed out. God had a promise for them, and they totally missed out. That generation didn't make it in. Now Joshua says, and some of you guys, you need to say, hey, I need to limit the voices. I got too many voices. I'm only sending out two spies on this time. I don't need all of these voices. What voices do you need to cut out in your life right now? He sent out two spies from the Israelite camp to Acacia Grove. And he instructed them, scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two men set out, and they came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab, and they stayed there that night. But someone told the king of Jericho. Now, he only sent out two spies. He didn't send out very good ones, because apparently, I mean, they, they showed up, and then within a little while, they, knew, they were found out. Some Israelites Have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, bring bring out those men who have come into your house, for they have come here to spy out the whole land. Now Rahab had hidden the two men, and she replied. Now she just flat out tells a lie. She says, "Yes, these men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they where they were from, and they left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. So I don't know where they went. If you hurry." You could probably catch up with them. And actually, she had, had, had taken them up to the roof and hidden them beneath the bundles of flax she had laid out. So the, so the king's men went looking for the spies. You can just imagine this moment. I mean, just it's, put yourself in the scene. These guys are hiding on the roof. Like, don't, don't budge. Don't make, a, don't make any sudden movements. You know, the, the, Rahab, is, she, she is in the middle of a mess right now. Because now her life is on, is on the line. Who, which side does she choose? In this moment, in this moment, right now, Rahab has a choice to make. What choice is she going to make? And she turns traitor on her country. She turns traitor. Now, I'm not going to tell you that it's okay to lie, but we know that this was counted as faith on her part, and we're going to talk about that. But she just flat out tells a lie. You can't put God in a box here. And she saves these two men. So in verse 8, it says, the, uh, the spies went to sleep that night. As they were about to go to sleep that night, Rahab went up to the roof to talk with them. And she says, I know. I know the Lord has given you the land, she told him. We are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror. For we have heard about the Lord has made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. 40 years ago. She knows stories from 40 years ago. This didn't happen yesterday. This has been on their heart for 40 years. They heard that story. We know what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan, whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord, your God, is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. Now swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I've helped you. Stick with me here. I'm reading a long chunk of, of, of scripture here, but I want you to stick with me here. And so she says, give me that guarantee. Give, give me some guarantee that, the, that when Jericho is conquered, we will, you will let me live. Along with my father, my mother, she's got family there, my brothers and my sister, all of their families. We will offer our lives as guarantees for your safety, the men agreed. And if you don't betray us, we will keep our promise too and, and be kind to you when the Lord gives us the land. Then since Rahab's house was built into the town of the wall, she let them down by a rope. Through the window. She said, escape to the hill country. Hide there for three days from the men searching for you. Then when they have returned, you can go on your way. And before they left, the men told her, we'll be bound by the oath we have taken. Only if you follow these instructions. When we come into the land, you must leave the scarlet rope. Here's, here's the sign. Here's the sign. Leave a scarlet rope hanging from the window from which you let us down. And all your families, your, all your family, and father, mother, brothers, all your relatives, inside the house. Shelter in place, Rahab. Shelter in place. Under lockdown, you stay inside. And if they go out in the street and are killed, it will be our fault. But if anyone lays hands on the people inside this house, we accept responsibility for the death. If you betray us, we're not bound by the oath. And she says, I accept your terms. And and she sent them on their way, leaving the scarlet rope hanging from the window. Then the spies went up to the hill country, stayed there for three days. And the men who were chasing them searched everywhere along the road, but finally returned without success. When the two spies came down from the hill country, crossed the Jordan River, and they reported to Joshua all that had happened to them. And they said, they said, we got victory, Valerie. They declared victory. They said, the Lord has given us the whole land, for all the people in the land are terrified about us. I'm going to tell you there is purpose in change. There's purpose and change. There's some things I want to highlight. If you want to, if you want to graduate from going from your plans, my plans, to God's purposes. If you want to go from, from here's my plan. I, I've set my plans, but God, you determine the steps. You have your will in your life. There's some things I want to highlight. And the first one is come broken. You don't have to come to God whole and have it all figured out. Come broken. Let's not sugarcoat Rahab. Okay, don't sugarcoat her. Like, she was a prostitute. How many hearts had she broken? How many homes, how many families, how many marriages has she ripped apart in her life? She's the hero in this story. Rahab, the prostitute, in the New Testament, when it talks about her faith, and it, when it talks about her faith, go ahead and put that one up on the screen in Hebrews chapter 11. It says it was by faith that Rahab, oh wait, they still got to put that in there. Didn't make it out. Didn't get Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people of her city who refused to obey God. But she had been given a friendly welcome to the spies. Listen, we all have trash in our life. And our tendency is to hide it. We don't like to show it. We don't like to, to expose it. I got a story that I'm not proud of. When I first started here at, at, in Los Alamos, I got a job working at the lab. And I graduated right out of college, out of my party days in college. And I went and I started working at the lab. And I remember some of my, my first weekends here in Los Alamos, I did what I did prior to coming here and I and I was a college kid and all I did was party so on the weekends I was looking for a place to party where did I go the only place that existed at that point in time was the canyon bar and grill so that's where I found myself was the canyon bar and grill weekend after weekend and there was one morning or one evening one it could have been early in the morning I don't know there was one evening after I'd finished my third or fourth or sixth or, or tenth beer, I don't know. I was in a state that is, um, I was drunk. In the middle of my drunkenness, and I'm not saying this is the way to go, <laughs> but you can't put God inside a box. I was, I was alone in a bar, and God got a hold of my life. In the middle of that bar, what is now the bathtub robe <laughs> uh, brewpub, In the middle of that place, God got a hold of my heart. He said, is this how you want to live your life? Do you want to keep going down this road? Because you know, Mike, where this goes. And I knew, like, it's amazing when God speaks to you, how quickly you can sober up. And God was speaking to me very clearly on a night I will never forget. And I knew, no, I don't want to go down this path. And I walked right out of that bar. And it was one of those God moments where I just, I I, I turned, I repented. I went a a, a different direction and say, no, this is not the direction I want my life to go. And I want to say that God can even use your sin and turn it into something good. What the enemy meant for evil, God can use it and turn it for good. This is not a story I like to highlight, except for the fact that God redeemed it. God saved me from my sin and said there is a better path forward and I took my next steps following him. Come broken. You don't have to come whole. You don't have to get all cleaned up. He knows it. He knows your secret sin and he still loves you and he still calls you by name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Let's, that is victory right there. You don't have to earn it with him. Which brings me to the second thing, come empty. Come broken and come empty. If I want to go from my plans to his purposes as I'm dealing with change, I don't have to get all cleaned up and and, and bedazzled and, and fixed up. I can come broken and I can come empty. She says, no wonder our hearts have melted with fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God, here's her her statement of faith. The Lord your God is the supreme God of heavens above earth, of above the heavens above and the earth below. Listen, everybody knew it. They had heard it, but no, not all of them believed it. Rahab believed it. They were afraid. They didn't know where to go. They didn't know where to turn they thought they were doomed and some of you right now you don't know where to go you're tired right now you're tired of the situation trying to make some plans but you don't know which way to turn you're exhausted mentally you're tired physically you've got anxiety that's creeping through you're out of ideas. You're out of, you're, you're, you're desperate. We're hurt. We're confused. I've been damaged. You are at the end of your rope right now. And God might be saying, good. Now that, now that we can get all of this out of the way, because you, you're, you are trying to fill it with something that you won't satisfy. You're trying to numb it with something that will not satisfy. You're looking for the next trip. You're looking for the next bottle. You're looking for the next screen. You're looking for the next relationship, the next like, the next whatever. And he's saying, No, 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 no. Come empty. You're filling with something that will not satisfy. God wants somebody who's hungry, who's hungry tonight. God wants somebody who's thirsty, who's thirsty tonight. The woman at the well, she was thirsty. And Jesus says, I'll give you, I'll give you water to drink that will never run dry. You'll never thirst again. She says, I want that. Who wants that tonight? Come empty and be filled with God in your life. She was desperate. I know some of us are hurting, but God will use those times of wounding. He will use those times in the valley to be the closest he's ever been to you. I don't want that for you, but I know that that's how God works. And sometimes he's trying to remove the things that you got a tight grip on, saying you still got some things to empty out here. You're still trying to hold on to much. Come broken. Come empty. Complete surrender so God can fill you up. And when you see God move, she had that faith. She had that faith that God's like, he moved. (laughs) And it says that she sent them on her way she left a scarlet rope hanging from the window she's in the middle of a mess she can turn on israel at this moment and those guys die but she's not she's not she doesn't know if she can she can maybe win that battle but there's still a war coming she can turn traitor on her country jericho and that might cost her her life as well She was just doing her job that day until these men walked in and she had a moment where she had to make a choice. Do I display the rope or not? You want to see purpose in the change. It's going to be an opportunity to display your faith. What are you going to do right now in the middle of this mess? You have an opportunity to display your faith. But I know the devil. He knows when you are broken, when you are empty, he's gonna come right for you and say, Oh, if God was good, he'd take care of that. If God was so strong and so powerful, he wouldn't let that happen in your life. He's not real turn. Give it, give it up. And she displayed it was a moment of desperation, and she got to show her faith and put it on display through a rope. Something new was growing in her heart, and it was called hope. Hope looks forward, not back. And you can imagine her family in this moment. She sends them on their way, and she tells them, we got a shelter in place. And I I don't know that this was there, but I can just imagine. A life of prostitution, all the judging looks, the comments, the stares. And ladies, I know that you have it way harder than men when it comes to, to, to judgment and shame. In our culture right now, just even which grocery store you shop on right now, you could get shamed. You can imagine the battle that was taking place in her head or even in the relationships that they had with Rahab. What did they say? When are they coming back? You know, men, they always tell you they're going to come back and they never do, Rahab. Now you've you've not only have put our lives in jeopardy by, by trading on us, you've embarrassed our family? Just through the life that you lived, Rahab, what were you thinking? They're not going to save you, Rahab. They have their own wives, their own kids. Now we're doomed. We had a chance to be saved, and you know when when they saw those troops coming, you can read it in Joshua chapter six. They could see them coming. And on day one, it looked weird, but they just marched around. And every time they had to be, I I got this rope. I got this rope. I'm trusting in this rope. This rope is going to save us. I'm going to put it on display. This is the faith. And they had to hold on to it for days on end, and they were scared to death. Display your faith in your moments of uncertainty even when it's hard. And she got so rewarded for this moment. She goes down as the hero in faith in this moment because she held on to that rope. She had hope that day because something different. These were not just the typical men. These were men of God. They were different. They were not there to use her body that day. These were men of God. They promised salvation will save you. She declared it. She declared it, Valerie. She declared her faith by displaying that rope. Now, what I've been racking my brain on, this this scene, chapter 2, Joshua says, go scout out the land. And they come back with the report to Joshua. Hey, we stayed at the prostitute's house. And she said, the Lord has given us the whole land. That's what she said. And they said, for all the people of the land are terrified of us. Now, if I'm Joshua, I'm a general in an army. I think I might be looking for a better report from the spies than what these guys just gave. How big is their army, guys? How many, what's their soul, how many, you know, what kind of weapons do they have? Well, Joshua, we, we went to a prostitute's house. <laughs> Her name was Rahab, and she said that they were all scared. We're good, Joshua. Guys, like how you spend your per diem when you go off on a work trip, that's your business. But like their walls, I heard the walls were big, Guys. Like, was there any weaknesses in there? How are we going to make it through? What's the gates look like? Joshua, Joshua, Joshua. Rahab, she told us they're all afraid. We're good. The land is ours. Did you say Rahab or rehab? Like, what were you guys doing while you were there? Like, this is not a good report if you're thinking about Strategy, military strategy and might. No, this was a spiritual battle, a battle of faith. Joshua had already been told, I'm with you, it's yours, I'm given for you. And they just got confirmation. Some of y'all, you're looking at the walls. The walls are huge. The gates are closed. I don't know how I'm going to make it in there. They got a strong military. I don't see. But if you start praising God... And you start elevating your thoughts and get your hearts elevated above and get to see what's going on on the inside of those walls. You see that the victory is yours already. Elevate your view, elevate your praises in this season. Put your faith on display, and you'll see that the enemy who's taunting you is already defeated. Why is this story here? In the middle of this change, what's the purpose of this story about this no-name prostitute named Rahab? And why is she the hero in this story? Because while Joshua and those men were making their plans... God was directing their steps. And there was a broken, empty, no-name prostitute named Rahab who had faith like none other. And God sees your faith in the middle of the circumstances and it moves him. And he said, before we go take this land, I'm going to make sure her house is marked. This wasn't a spy mission. That's what your plans were. God's step was a rescue mission. This was a rescue mission, a mission of salvation. And I want to tell you something. While she put her faith, in those men, and they walked away, and she had to display her rope. You and I have to put our faith in a man who came, a man of God, who came into our lives, in the middle of our mess, in the middle of our brokenness, who gave us a promise... To believe in him. And that man, Jesus, also left saying, one day I'll be back. But until I come back, display your rope. Display your faith. Display your faith, Lynn. Display your faith, Matt. Display your faith. Austin, display your faith, Seth. Display your faith until I come back. Display your faith. And even if it gets hard, I'm with you. While we're making our plans, God's directing our steps. The purpose of change was to get our our eyes on God the whole time. The purpose of change was to get you seeking God the whole time and trusting in him. It was a rescue mission, a salvation mission. Her only hope was a scarlet rope. Our only hope is not a rope, but it is scarlet and it is Jesus's blood. And we we hold on to that hope dearly, that that is what saves us. We live on his promises, and we declare victory. I declare victory for you today, and I declare blessing on you today. I don't know who this message is for. I'll tell you this. If there was only one person on this planet that had the faith in Jesus Christ, he still would have come. If there was only one person who believed, he still would have moved for that one person. He'd still come for you. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Come broken. Come empty and display your robe. You will be amazed when you stop hiding You will be amazed when you stop hiding and you live and display your faith like this, the people God will place in your life who are in the same mess or a similar mess and who need your message of hope. Get a word from God in this season because somebody needs to hear your story. A completely surrendered story and God wants to to send you on a rescue mission. I believe, I believe God wants to send you, he wants to send Freedom Church on a rescue mission in Los Alamos. And you never, ever, ever know what that one step of faith will do. I want to close with this one last verse as we head into the Christmas season. Matthew chapter 1. One of the most boringest chapters in the book, in my opinion. It's the genealogy of Jesus. But I want to show you this. It says, Ram was the father of Amminadab, And Amminadab was the father of Nashon. And Nashon was the father of Salmon. And Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was, put it in the comments, whose mother was Rahab. you don't know what your step of faith will do in the next generation or in generations thousands of years from now her step of faith she's in the genealogy of jesus while we have our plans god is directing our steps he's a good father who you can trust who moves on acts of faith and sends us on rescue missions we have people to rescue in this season get a word from god don't try to act all cleaned up come broken come empty get a word from him and go display your faith go display your rope let's pray together freedom father i thank you that you direct our steps even in this season of uncertainty even when we're afraid discouraged desperate oh you like it right there you speak to us in those moments God, help us to walk. Help us to know your will. Help us to remove the distracting voices so we can hear yours. And you usually whisper. You usually don't come down yelling. You usually whisper. Help us to rest so we can hear you. Rest so we can stop trying to fix it and do it all. Rest so we can show that we need you to come through, Jesus. And for some of you right now, maybe this message was for you because you know he's speaking to your heart. And you want to give your life to him. You want to turn. You want to repent. Like that, that, that night when I was in the Canyon Bar and Grill, I was like, that's it. I'm giving my life to Jesus. I don't want to live this way anymore. You've never given your life to Christ. And tonight, that's the night. November twenty second, 2020, what was one of your hardest and worst years has now become your best because your eternity is going to change just like this. To say yes to Jesus, is that you? Just pray with me. Pray. With me. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired.